Media Superior Podcast. <gasps> Hello, this is Cape Crisis. Yeah. I'm your host, Henry Gilbert. That's H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. And this is Cape Crisis, a podcast about comic books, sequential art, uh, lines on the page, all that stuff, and, graphic and, novels. And liberal points. The liberal the points. circle, the rest of development. <laughs> Uh, I'm here uh, with taxis uh, from New York airports. Ah, yes. I'm here with the nine panel grid of uh, guests. <laughs> Christopher. Oh yes. Hello, Chris Antista. Swinging dick, tons of fun. Chris Antista, right here. Antista on Twitter. And our old buddy, uh, host of Cape Crisis, Brett Elston. Hey, oh, come on. Uh, that joke's over. I'm sorry. Is it? You uh, at least just say your episode. Host of Cape Crisis 57. Episode 57. There you go. Brad Elston. Uh, and we're up to 60. This is 60. Wow, really? Yeah. Oh, crazy, huh? Oof. Oh, yeah, I know. AARP of my <laughs> I think we actually did like, we did a couple unnumbered episodes. This is more like 62. Eligible for Social Security. Do you think we can make it to 100? I don't know. It's kind of up to you, buddy. We'll see. 40 more weeks of this? It's 10 o'clock and you, you tell want to go me. home. Fuck, 40 more weeks. <laughs> you know, if it makes it to 100, you can't syndicate it and make any more money. You know what you'll still have at, in, in 40 more weeks? Mm. Your job and time. Probably. Yeah. Well, so, both those things. what do you want to talk about? Hey, comic books. Hey! Yeah, exciting uh, exciting comic book times. I've read a lot of comic books in the have last uh, week. Yes. I have too, actually. Uh, let me start with one of my favorites. Mm. Uh, the second collection of Hawkeye came out. God, you're mm. so behind. Which takes you up to issue... Not my life issue, is a weapon, but uh, what's it called? Uh, little Hits, I think. Or little Quick hu- Hits. Quick Hits. But it's, uh, the important thing about it is that it takes you up to issue 11, a.k.a. the Pizza Dog issue. It does? Yeah. Really? That seems fast. Yeah, it was pretty fast. To, well, I think they knew that pizza dog, the Pizza Dog issue was getting all this acclaim. It's really so good. They decided to put it in there. I it's just lo- weird. Yeah. It seems kind of mid-story, sort of, though. Kind of, but yeah, but... It's, they a good, had, it's a good opener. Pizza dude. Dog is such a good it issue. Is. Like, it's a great issue. But they had they had an annual release, and then mm-hmm. like immediately afterwards, thir- issue thirteen. Yeah, it's they've been slow to publish it. Like, be, well, but I mean, I don't care if it's not monthly. Like, if it takes them six weeks to do an issue, no, it feels very fast. No, nah, they're, they're pretty good about keeping. On, I mean, I only check. You know, every few weeks or whatever. But I'm mm-hmm. I'm more often than not surprised. Like, oh, there's a new Hawkeye. I didn't know. But yeah, bro. I really like the new Hawkeye, bro. It's great. And, uh, hey, bro. That's, that's how I hear it in my head. Is that yeah. how you hear it? He's just no, Nico Bailey. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. You mess up, bro. Hey, you Stupid, mess up, bro. bro. Bad uh, move, bro. But it also uh, it has the Christmas issue, which is one yes, of my favorites. Really good. Uh, it has also the um, the hurricane issue, I guess. Is in yeah, there. the hurricane issue. Oh, where they ruined the Iron Great at Boats line. And the uh, I love. Like the three perspectives you or really it's four perspectives you get on one night. All the women, yeah. The all the women one, I love that. The the, the uh, work wife, black widow, ex wife, mockingbird, and then friend girl, spider woman. <laughs> like it was, and it honestly, like I knew from the Avengers comics that Hawkeye and Spider Woman were dating. But when super powers benefits, I didn't but, know how coy we were going to play with this. But when Hawkeye had like just casual sex with a couple mm-hmm. women in the book, I didn't even think to myself like, "Oh yeah, he's cheating on Spider Woman." Like that, I that just can't forgot happen. that was yeah. 
But he's cheating on Spider Woman. Now, how could you cheat on Spider? Like she, Spider Woman is drawn to have the like the bangingest body yes. in all of it's Marvel. The only woman, uh, fictional woman, I follow on Instagram. Jesus, Spider Woman. At least when like she's drawn. I like, gotta, I gotta, I gotta go into Black Widow on this one. I'm sorry. Well, well, what about when like in Lineal U draws her? Like he, man, he goes to town. Well, yeah, her, yeah, but. definitely. But yeah, I guess Black Widow's pretty. I've just got a history with Black Widow that I've probably mm-hmm. mentioned elsewhere that I will never let go. Nelsonware. Huh? Nelsonware. New show. It's a new oh, show yeah. coming this fall to Showtime. But I don't want to monopolize this by just talking about what I read. What did you guys read? St. Elstonware. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you got it? What happened? Uh, hmm. I, I read. I read. Uh, I uh, picked up my local comic store, uh, AVX Consequences. It's pretty good. And I'd read everything in I AVX. I still haven't read that. And I read good. everything afterwards, and I'm like, man, what the fuck did I miss? This isn't cool. <laughs> and it never, ever got discounted. It's always $4 on Comixology. Yeah. It still is. I bought it all over Christmas, I think, and read it there. And again, I, like, I knew I was going to like it. I knew I really wanted to see the transition in between yep. Evil it's Cyclops nice... and in between, like, acceptably... Evils. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah, it's the, it's the bridge between AVX ending with him being on the run and crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, in and prison, all new X Men, and then uh, Uncanny X Men. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the new age of X Men. He still needs to be a sympathetic hero. My my my, my I make it a point to go to a physical comic store mm-hmm. at least once a month and go buy something. And like I bought it, and the guy's like, "Oh yeah, this is actually pretty good." And yeah. there's like all these keynotes. Like he doesn't always. He sometimes he's silent when I buy things. I mean, he doesn't <laughs> think they're good. And two, he says this is actually pretty good. Meaning, like I know what you buy. Yeah. And this is better than you think it's going. Well, to be. in my long experience with reading uh, massive company-wide crossovers, mm. the ancillary books and the epilogue books like aren't usually good. Yeah, like, they're I've just been it, it shouldn't be any good. I've been burning that was, shit a lot. Yeah. That's why I was holding out for so long. But then I saw it's you know, it's like fifteen ninety nine. But the first five issues, why not? Pick it up. Mm, it's good. Let's pick it up. Uh, I read uh, X-Men number three over the break. Uh, I was on vacation for a bit, but I, uh, the Lady X-Men. Oh, I see. Uh, I have to clarify that every time. It's still really good. It ends like the first three-issue story arc, I guess, of this particular story. Hmm. Uh, I, if you're not reading it, it's totally, it's absolutely worth reading. It was great. It was super fun the first In fact, issues. like I've said on every episode I've been on for the past several months, I guess, is that the current X-Men lineup mm-hmm. is it's the most I've ever been in X-Men in my life. Uncanny, All New, and Just X-Men are all good. You're not reading Wolverine? I started I it. like it. I huh? started it, but I haven't really kept I up with it. I love that. I mean, well, it's, it's the humorous side shoot. I don't know how, what mm-hmm. route it's taken Wait, post not JBX. Just, just Wolverine? Wolverine and the X-Men. Oh, I haven't been reading that. Though. Yeah, Wolverine. Uh, I've read the post, the first like five post-AVX yeah. ones, and it's still really funny. Like the, the only downside I mentioned on the previous week's episode, but yeah. the downside is that all new X-Men is now the number one book that takes place at Jean Grey's school. Yeah. So the real, like the realer stuff happens. That was the Chris drop. There it is. Uh, the, the realer stuff happens in all new X-Men. And so Wolverine and the X-Men just gets to be goofier and, and yeah. have fun on the side. But it's just nice to see like Wolverine is such the mega badass in every book. It's, it's cool to see him as the authority figure and it's the put upon principle. But consequences makes all the sense out of that, which mm. is fucking crazy. Yeah, it's good. I sort of picked up that, that book. Well, why is Wolverine the headmaster? Why does he want to do that as Wolverine? Mm-hmm. And then there's a conversation that occurs between him and Scott that makes 
Well, I just like percent. that. I like that uh, now the new status quo is Wolverine is Xavier, Scott is mm. Magneto, and like that's the new. It's, it's still a bit hard for me to s- digest. I think they made it work, but it's not that they simple. made it work because because simultaneously while I'm reading this new stuff, I've actually been buying uh, old trades as I mentioned before. So I'm, I just finished volume three of the X Men Marvel Masterworks, mm. which is basically just a Claremont run. Mm. Uh, Claremont uh, starting with all new or starting with whatever giant, giant size, size. X Men, yeah, yeah, starting with that. And kind of going all the way through, and then eventually, like you think, Volume Five is Dark Phoenix, okay, yeah. and I bought that over the weekend. I don't have your Instagram very entertaining. Uh, my my Instagram sequential fart is uh, a bunch of as I read these old I'll comics. That as an Instagram. They're pretty great. Wait. Well, Claremont's run is good. Like it that's starts, my tum- That's my Tumblr. There you go. I think Claremont's run starts off good, especially when you think of what was what people accepted for comics in yeah. the late seventies and early eighties. But it doesn't really take off until he gets with John Byrne. Like, the best That's years where are now. him and John Byrne. Yeah, Volume 3, I think, is where the John Byrne stuff starts. Like, and it's it's good. I mean, it's it's the mm. thing I love about it is it really is a sense of it's a jumping on point from the 70s. So you get this, like, a team of characters, Nightcrawler, Colossus, Storm, Wolverine. The international superhero Yes, this team. international superhero team. But at a time when that idea alone was kind of weird. Mm. And the idea of a bunch of like inexperienced, freaky-looking characters that don't get along, really. Yeah. And, yeah. and are trying to get along. And then uh, throughout the first few issues, it's like even the whole first trade is like them just fucking up constantly. Um, and it's bre- and it's absolutely breathless. It's just one thing leads into the next, into the next, into the next. And it's totally verbose and nuts. Um, so the, I need to get yeah. volume four, but then it leads into Dark Phoenix. And as I read them, I'm finding these funny out-of-context panels that I'm putting on my Tumblr. Well, on the Dark Phoenix one, has so many like unforgettable X-Men moments that just like set up the whole series. My favorite one moment in the whole book, in the Dark Phoenix saga, is in the Hellfire Club mm. mini-storyline. Like, that's when Wolverine became the mega badass. Because yeah. they, the Hellfire Club just wrecks the X-Men, beats all of them. And, like, seemingly kills Wolverine and shoots him down into the sewer. And then the the issue ends with, like, all right, bub, you had your time, you had your turn, now it's mine. And yeah. then the next issue is Wolverine, like, killing his way up the ladder back yeah. up to the Hellfire. It's to the issue revenge. that was included with his Marvel Legends figure, in 2002, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, when that back when they wouldn't give you uh, a comic book with each of those yeah. characters, it was such a cool scene, and like it was, I think a big reason I read why they made Wolverine the main star, or why he kind of just became the main star and became the coolest, was because like John Byrne is Canadian, he mm. and he had an affinity for Wolverine. Like I think Claremont's favorites were, you know, he liked Colossus, Colossus, and and. Uh, Storm yeah. and Nightcrawler were yeah. definitely his favorite. They really get a lot of time to shine. But that's why it's like, I, I read a lot of modern comics on Comixology, the Marvel app on iPad and all that, but the only thing I'll buy physically are these old things. And, mm-hmm. and going back and finally reading these things I've read about my whole life, or, or I read some issues here and there. Mm-hmm. Like I've read, seeing synopsis. Yeah, it's synopsis <laughs> and Wikipedia or the Marvel handbook or whatever it is. I read about all this stuff. So I know what happens, but I don't know panel by panel I, what I actually happens. think when and that, you that's, were briefly... No, sorry. That's it. That's when you were describing reading it, like I think most of us assume we've read these stories yeah. without ever actually having read them. Yeah, it's just like so burned in my head. Oh, like Dark Phoenix. Like, did you actually mm-hmm. read the issues that it's from? It, it took I don't me think years I to realize I hadn't re- read the Dark. I just read it everywhere else. Yeah. within the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why it's it's actually a lot of fun. That's why I encourage like go to a comic shop. Like regardless, Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, Image, whatever. 
brand you want to associate IDW? with. It's like, IDW, Archie? go for it, Archie. Yes, oh. Mega Man, Sonic stuff. Uh, whatever it is, like go to a comic shop every every like once a month and pick up a like those twenty five dollar thirty dollar trades that are like this nice hardback collection of something that's older that is worth owning. Like mm. I don't feel the need to physically have something made in the last ten years, I don't, I don't. but because to me it's not nostalgia. There's no legacy to it. It's stuff that was made while I was an adult. I only wanted to plug that the Henry uh, sung quite the song about ecstatics. Yeah, it's you, super you weird. Pick it up. Dude, no! I, I, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like you made me interested, and it was for some reason on the front display. Is it new? Uh, the, this omnibus is newish. Okay, like, last it was, year it was like right in front, and I pick it up and like, yeah, I'll check this. This, ooh, this is a lot of comic. Let me check. One hundred twenty-five dollars. If yes. I may, there, one Spider-Man. I will not be playing. It. That's Ryan McCaffrey. Uh, one hundred twenty-five dollars. Yes, yeah. I just checked on Amazon. It's eighty-four dollars. They're always Still gonna, lots. They're always going to be expensive. No, but that, that I mean, the book they picked it up. If you would have told me eighty four dollars, I would have bought it sight unseen. Well, that's the that's the Amazon difference. They always take off like about thirty percent. And then the shipping like, of that eight pound book. It's like a fifteen dollar difference. Am I right? How much is it going to cost to ship that book? Hey, that well, book free is like, shipping. It's over twenty five bucks. Free shipping. The book is like thirty pounds. And I got that prim. <laughs> One oh, yeah. like well, if you want a uh, better way to approach that, we had. Uh, Geez, that guy Cole Robinson on Twitter had a very long Twitter conversation with me and you, Brett, about um, had a very long Twitter conversation about me and you, Brett, uh, uh, that the Marvel telling us to get the Marvel app and yeah. uh, oh, they have the... how much better it is the guy. Uh, you know, I still don't know if the Marvel app is for me. Like, I don't like Wait, the only... Marvel Unlimited or the... Marvel Unlimited. The yeah. Unlimited it had a big sale this week. Right? Yeah, but like as Brett pointed out, like only six comics went offline. That's the yeah. That's my biggest problem with it. But it is a good deal. But it's the the best part. His best selling point to me when he was talking it up. Was that all of Ecstatics is on there? Really? So you could for just pay for a week, a month, for, and just no, read a it year all. for sixty nine dollars. Yeah, and half the price of the book. I love the idea of unlimited. I'm just like, yeah, the only six issues offline. It's like I fly a lot, I travel a lot, I'm on a plane a lot. You can't. They don't even write story arcs anymore that are less than six issues. Like yes. I can't read Age of Ultron, House of M. Flashpoint, any of that crap. I can't read any but, of it in six granted, issues. Granted, I'm so, flying a lot in, in California. Within California, I don't ha- I don't have time to read more than six issues. By the time they tell me I can turn my iPad on, yeah. But I mean, between flying to San Diego, New York, mm-hmm. Seattle, mm-hmm. like I got time mm. to read these things. And also, when I I don't know, it's just the idea of like limiting to six issues is like why not twelve, which is usually mm. the minimum for your big mm-hmm. events, which mm-hmm. is what you're mm-hmm. always trying to sell people. You want people to read the Civil War. You want people to read. Wait, can we make sense of that? Like, how recent are the comics? To me, it's like the Netflix versus Comixology's Hulu. It's basically yeah. what's in a trade is what's in Unlimited, is my impression. Usually about nine months behind. Nine months nine to a year months, behind. Nine months, really? Uh, that, it's like Netflix. I it's, heard it's, six months. It's probably six months because after six months story arc, they put out a trade. Of yeah, that story. yeah, that's when they put out a trade. So it's like, if you don't mind being Netflix era where it's mm. like, oh, I can I can watch Parks and Rec season four, but not season five. I don't, Because season five is on Hulu. And it has even beyond six months, like, Years and years and years and years. And well, yeah, years it has college. everything. Yeah. Like, well, but that's the thing too is it's not everything. It's well, like it is it's like now. this hand, again a hand selected thing, and it's mm-hmm. like this is different. Where 
Marvel owns NDC. If they if they do something similar, it's like you guys own all this. You don't mm-hmm. have to go negotiate with a bunch of different creators. Like you own everything about these comics. Just put them all. There. And I know it's never as easy as just put them on. <laughs> it's never that easy. But it's still like if you want me to pay seventy dollars a year, I will gladly do it. If you really like dig in deep, and, yeah. And, uh, it's just. I don't know. I like being very current with the things I'm reading now, and the old things, I'd rather just own physically because there's some kind of uh, gravitas to those things. Well, I mean, they are soap operas, too. Like, yeah. that's kind of the thing. You want to be up to date with Exactly. Them. It's like, well, it's, yeah. it's, it's like, do you want to watch wrestling now, or do you want to wait eight weeks until the well, thing has already happened, and then you've already heard everyone talk about I'm it? I'm in a different position than you guys, and I think a lot of people maybe listening are, too, where you're just sort of getting into this after a long dormant period. Yeah, and being it's able to better up, for catch up. Yeah, I suppose being but able to pick up on that. Bucks free. It just know. isn't much for a year. Seventy for uh, a year isn't so, no. Is that, I mean, I spend yeah, I spend more than seventy easily per year. But it's like I'm still going to be perpetually behind, and I don't know. It's it is a good price because like any mm-hmm. one of those collections, I just spent twenty five dollars mm-hmm. on a Dark Phoenix Saga thing this weekend for like eight issues or whatever it is, and it's like wasn't was yeah. consequences last summer. Consequences was last year. Yeah. Well, no, I was buying like issue three and four around Christmas, so I think mm. it wrapped up maybe early this year, like oh, January, February. Or something. Speaking of digital comics, like I think it was the uh, two episodes ago, I was telling people about, like get Civil War or Secret War, get mm-hmm. Secret War if you want to see like oh, how yeah, cool yeah. Ultron is and all these other awesome, like very true interpretations of these villains and heroes. Yeah, uh, like the heart, the collection of it, uh, the the hardcover or the just the physical release collection mm-hmm. of it that's on Amazon is kind of expensive, but the Kindle edition, which is all twelve issues plus a couple extra issues, is only ten bucks. Really? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So Marvel's doing Kindle issues now. Yeah, they they were jumping on the I guess DC. You know, they're fo- they're following DC to the Kindle store as well. Just so. bat- the DC still doesn't do any kind of trade on Comicsology. Yeah, None. which is strange, but, but they at least they, like. Price but they're stuff totally reasonable with their sing- their single issues. Yeah, oh yeah. Even like two months after the new Batman is one ninety nine. Oh, uh, so a couple other things I read. I really uh, in, I, I I read more fractions. FF, not Fantastic mm-hmm. Four, but the FF book that he does with Mike Allred, mm-hmm. which I really enjoy. Beautiful. Like the, the the team dynamic between She Hulk. Uh, Ant Man, Medusa, and uh, the new character, the the Lady, woman, in the Miss Thing, the Miss Thing, mm-hmm. Miss Thing. Please. My favorite bit, like he he's just having fun with the book, mm-hmm. but it still gets dark. Like he was having all this fun with all these characters, but then when he introduces Doctor Doom, Doctor Doom's like, "Yeah, fuck you, I am Doctor Doom," and he just like smacks someone in the face, <laughs> makes him believe like <laughs> Doctor Doom was not fooling around in the book. He's not a comedy character. Mm. But um, my favorite bit in it is, so Miss Thing, like, she has to do all this work to put on her Thing costume. Mm. And then the uh, resident scientist of the group, or the super genius Dragon Man robot that's wow. there. Wow, and big fan of Dragon Man. Dragon Man builds a, her, a pair of rings she can put together that summon the Thing costume. Yeah. And she says, "Well, thing rings, do your thing." And wow. puts in the it was, uh, it was such an awesome, like bringing in one of the stupidest things that ever happened to the <laughs> thing in a Hanna Barbera cartoon, but like and making it feel quaint and new and interesting. Like I, I just love when I saw a moment. I was like, "Fuck, that was awesome!" I, 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 I just can't help but think of Dragon Man as the 
older, more mature version of Figment from Epcot. <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, I, I love that he's like wearing those aprons all the that time. That was the too. right amount of laughter from both of you. I get it. I get it. Ah. Uh, just fra- <laughs> Fraction is just like owning it right now. I really like yeah. what Fraction is doing. And uh, then I, I'm reading more of New Avengers and the Avengers, Hickman's Avengers. I've been reading New Avengers uh, since the re- since the I, Marvel now. I like New Avengers more than Avengers. I really like it. Why yeah. couldn't I get into it? Why do I not care Which one? that much about Black Panther? Well, the year wrong. Black Panther, that's what I love. The first issue is like, it, it's basically just a Black Panther single it issue. Is, and, and it's showing you Black Panther is a badass. Like, him with no powers, technically, mm-hmm. though he does have like... Wakanda tech and all that. He beats up these galactic level characters. Well, not galactic level characters, but he beats up these characters, just takes them down by himself and captures her and all this stuff. And then he's showing himself to be, I'm as smart as everybody else in this group of the Illuminati. Yeah. It's silly that I wa- that he wasn't. Now you think to yourself, he should have been a member of the Illuminati all the time, but yeah. he turned it down. He, they show Swatted a flashback down. that he turned down being in the Illuminati. Yeah, New Avengers first. is a great like like here's a here's a lot of people that maybe can't hold their own book anymore. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, well, I mean, Black Panther is tough, and Fantastic Four is always like going to go through different creative teams. Yeah. It's it's just and then really Namor is on it, and Namor as well. But then you also have still you still get Iron Man. You still get uh, a lot of like world breaking crazy. Like I like reality. that Beast got invited to the team. Beast too. and just reality ending. P- battles and it's like that's mm-hmm. just the first like six issues and it's like that's the, that kind of story is usually the kind of thing they save for some kind of like event yeah i also like that the um they own oh, dr strange as in well. the first scene they show like in the third issue or so they kind of show why like oh we shouldn't have invited Ca- captain america to oh, this yeah. thing this is what happens he won't he is such an iconic class he's like no you can't you can't do this this will compromise you mm. and then their response is like we have no other choice he's like there's always another choice we'll we'll think of something guys come yeah. on yeah. and they're like no we won't please steve don't be difficult and they're just like and you're out of here being steve. yeah yeah so that's it's the, a it's a good book I like, especially also the art is by steve epting who, really good. who did the uh the best issues he did the like the main spine of the Brubaker's Captain America yeah, run. Yeah, yeah. Like, and he's, oh, yeah. Good stuff. His stuff is very down-to-earth. That's what I like. Even when dealing with all this big-ass cosmic stuff, mm. like, say, fighting an alternate universe Terrax, yeah. like, they still make it... He makes it look believable. Like a, like, a, like a humanoid thing made out of rocks. Yeah. And it still seems somewhat plausible. With a giant laser axe. Yeah. Meanwhile, the... And then, it, the, recently, Marvel had, like, it's over now, but there was a 99-cent cosmic sale, so it had yeah. Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity War, Crusade, Annihilation, which is, of course, always good. I wanted to write an article at some point for the time, uh, Slash Cube Crisis, about, like, a path to read for Ultron. Huh. Like, mm. like everyone's asking, like, what, should, I, what yeah. should I read? And I'm like, I kind of have a thing in my head of what you should do, but I need to get my shit together. Mm. <laughs> Eh, there's we've suggested enough good ones on here. I but think, to actually right. have it in a place where you can reference is that's true. Is yeah, a Hank, thing. don't dissuade articles. No, you're right, Henry. Henry, Henry you've convinced me. Never mind. No, uh, yeah. come on. Don't write ever again. All right. Well, uh, speaking of not doing things, we're going to take a break. And uh, when we come back, your answers to the question of the week and uh, a new question of the week, if we can think of one. Anyway, uh, we'll be right back.
Hey everybody, welcome to that old break time that we have every episode of Cape Crisis. Uh, when I thank you for listening, and I do thank you, all of you listeners, thank you for your time. Uh, thank you for your patience when we're off our regular schedule, but we're on, we're, we're the three episodes in a row, can you believe it? Oh, I can't. Oh god, it's killing me. But, um... But we thank you so much for your time. And if you'd like to give something back to us as a thank you, uh, there's so many ways you can thank us. Why, there's that PayPal button on the left side of this page at lasertimepodcast.com. Just go to PayPal and you can give us whatever type of donation you feel comfortable with. And it helps keeps the wheels of turning, the, the laptops on, and the internet downloading. Uh, meanwhile, if you'd like to buy a t-shirt, that can help us too. There's a t-shirt store right beneath the PayPal store. Or if you just want to buy something on Amazon and kick a little money our way, why, there's the Amazon links on the right side of the screen. Just click on that. You don't have to buy the thing you clicked on. Just buy anything in that tab and the money, a little bit of money comes to us. Also, if you listen to us on iTunes you are not a subscriber please be subscribing and if you haven't reviewed us yet come on people i've been asking for a year and a half now please you know reviews i love seeing new reviews on there so long as they're not one star ones that say i get too political i didn't even talk about politics this episode guys give me a break uh but yeah please review 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 if you haven't yet and lastly it's now time for the hand corner pick of the week you know what this week we're gonna go with the new avengers book that i just finished reading talked about it a bit on this episode i think the uh i really like the the behind closed doors shadowy nature of it that it's all the illuminati team uh of the most high level thinkers of of terrestrial superheroes in the marvel universe i especially like black panther's one of my favorite heroes i don't think gets enough of his due and they make him like a me- the mega badass he like in my mind Black Panther on his best day can go toe to toe with Batman any day of the week like and when he's written at his best and I think that he's actually like a bigger thinker than Batman I think Batman could definitely solve a crime faster than Black Panther could but if I had a geopolitical situation that needed to be solved I would go to Black Panther first before Batman Anyway, like Black Panther's the breakout star of the new Avengers book by John Hickman, and it's it also it starts the slow build to the big Infinity crossover that's going to be happening a little later this year. So anyway, check that out. There's a link to buy it on this week's episode of Cape Crisis. Click on that. You can buy the the collection on Amazon, and it, like I said, brings a little money to us. Please check that out. And now back to the rest of the show. It'll look super slow. It'll look really weird in your eyes. Remember we were watching like that shit, like Grim had downloaded... Were we recording? Yeah. Uh, Grim had... Grim had downloaded that awful fucking 480p version of Dragon Ball yeah. Evolution. Mm. And then it was on his brand new TV that hyper-refreshed 
Yeah. You, you were not there, Henry? No, I was not. So it was, it was like super, like way not high definition, but way too many interpolated frames. What you're going to get is every single frame you normally do not see in a film. When people complain about The Hobbit, it's because it was too many frames right. at once. It didn't look as dreamlike. Uh, that's a... We were talking about like the one thing that could make the flash look cool on screen. It's like someone has to figure out the really weird camera trick. If his power was to move faster than you expect, then that would you'd be more comfortable with the, but it's, it, those lacking frames. Lacking the technical knowledge, like they're getting this many frames of this character and then speeding those up, it could still, speeding up 3,600 frames a second could look really fucking weird. Hmm. Really, really weird. You normally don't see those things that occur within that instance. And then imagine you put a tiny bit of a little bit of a trailer on each one. It could look frightening and amazing. All I want to point out is this. this I can't have Quicksilver beat the Flash to the punch. Yeah, well, it's just this comment in this superhero hype thing where, like, uh, someone just saying, if they do Quicksilver at 36 frames a second, I can't wait to see a Flash movie. It would be awesome. And, of course, somebody has to be like, if the Flash moves anywhere near his maximum speed, which is that of light, then higher frame rates would currently be pointless to use when rendering that character to the point light. Ergo, the Flash moves too fast for any such scene to be consistent with reality. Shut up! That is <laughs> not the like, point of the comment. Do you have any sense of wonder left? The, the same way. That, I hope he doesn't move that fast. The same way. The the good. The, the best takeaway. Like, please maybe point for, out more pedantic nonsense. The, the best takeaway from the Daredevil movie is how they shot Murdoch's blindness. Yeah, yeah, that was that's good. really interesting. If you can think of how it's to do kind that, of just taken from the page. But sure, but if you can think about how to do that, display that on film in a way that's interesting for people who don't know the character. For a mm-hmm. character like Quicksilver, the Flash, you have a like just well, basic movie. Uh, I keep forgetting her name, but from mm-hmm. Man of Steel, the super speed, the general for the Fiora. Again, that was a little Fiora. different, but you can't do that again. No, but that was like the mo- first time I'm like her super speed use of like. Yeah, when like, I watched Ooh. that super speed, I was like, "That's a good way to do." That super was super speed. cool. Yeah. Um, speaking of movie news, there was a couple bits. Uh, so first off, I read. That for the ba- the rumor going around now about the Batman Superman movie is that they're trying to for filming for picking out Batman, they're aiming for an older actor, Good. not like fifties right. or like late thirties, early forties. The oldest actor being bandied about was the forty five year old Josh Brolin. But I think it'd be an interesting Batman, but I just don't think he feels rich enough. Still looks my age. <laughs> Well, yeah, the movie stars like don't look old anyway, but he just wouldn't have the boyish charm. Like he wouldn't have the boyish charm that uh, that Henry Cavill has a little bit, and he also well, am I crazy? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, and the the bigger point is that Batman would not be starting out like Superman is. That he would be firmly established in Gotham while Superman is still winding his little sea legs. And I as think it were. that might be what I like about it. Tell me if I'm wrong, but it makes sense to me for Batman to be older than Superman. Yeah, in, in yeah. general, in, in the relationships I like, like he's been doing it longer, especially in this series where Superman just got here, mm-hmm. just started doing his thing. The idea that Batman is already doing his thing. Yeah, I don't the think case. there's there. I mean, it wouldn't. I don't think it would contradict the world of Man of Steel if they set up that like, oh yeah, in Gotham, there's been this urban legend of the yeah. Batman for the last it would seven even make years. Sense if if like you want to drag in whatever you want from Nolan series, like mm-hmm. the Batman already exists. And now it's time for Superman to discover him. Yeah, I don't want him to be just post teens. I really don't want to see that. I like, I, you know, what's all I love in comics? Batman with a little bit of beard, <laughs> a little stubble on the on the Batman. A little stubble, yeah, but that'd be. Mm-hmm. I think Brolin. It, it implies being awake all night. Love it. 
Um, so yeah, there's that. Also, I read that uh, Tom Hiddleston, 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 he uh, confirmed that Loki will not be in Avengers two. Like, yeah, I thought that, Whedon confirmed that. Well, back. yeah, Whedon hinted at it, but apparently, like this was the second confirmation, mm-hmm. the second source, just to be sure mm-hmm. that he was just like like Whedon and him both said, "Yeah, why we why try to repeat ourselves? Like, yeah. it just it well, would he was just wouldn't be as good outside like, of the." Iron Man, he's one of the weirdest villains mm. in that movie's history. Yeah, he's, he's not imposing, but he is the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he is powerful, but he seems, you know, he's still kind small. of powerless. Yeah, and, and like I don't think you can do that again without totally, totally making him a useless comedic character. Yeah, but he's already like he's in Thor too. Just mm-hmm. you'll get to see yeah, him yeah. in Thor if you love He'll Loki. Be he's going to be, be in the Thor movie that comes out in November. Just, I know one of our coworkers loves the Hiddleston. He's a cool dude. Mm-hmm. Well, the ladies love him. I knew. I know that. Like everybody loves Loki. He's not a lady, but he loves Hiddleston. <laughs> I see. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, with him though. Love that guy. No, he's great. Yeah, when man, when he calls someone a mewling quim, and uh, I don't even know what a quim is. I'm way too drunk. And then I also <laughs> love, like. Well, I mean, you know, Hulk smashing him is one of the greatest scenes in yes. cinematic history. History. Um, but okay, so take that gonna, French connection. Let's go over the uh, the last week's question that's on the Laser Time podcast forums. I got a little personal last week where I asked, like, look, just tell me a good new 52 book three that isn't Aquaman at Justice League or Batman by Scott Snyder. Did you read Flash? I, I loved it. Yeah. Oh, and I did read the final issue of Batman Incorporated, like mm-hmm. apparently it's supposed to be Grant Morrison, the end of Grant Morrison's Batman run that he's mm-hmm. been doing pretty much... Consistently for seven years now. It was, it was interesting. I liked it. Um, but one that came up a lot, like from our first responder, Super Giraffe, was Wonder Woman mm. by Brian Azzarello, which uh, mm. I did decide to order that one, and I got it. Uh, or it uh, came in from Amazon today, but I've not read it yet. But uh, I, it's the first like 12 issues across two, two collections. You've had it for a whole day. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, um, someone else suggested the Animal Man Swamp Thing Rot World crossover. I did like the first few issues of Animal Man, but I just I don't know that I don't yeah. like their interpretation of Swamp Thing. Really? Eh, eh. I like Swamp Thing more than I like the Animal Man, and everybody keeps telling me I love Animal Man. I, I like the first me. issue of Animal Man, but it still it mm-hmm. didn't totally grab me either. No. But, uh, and then obviously Douche says Batwoman, the Batwoman book, which uh, Batgirl is great. I read the first two issues of Batwoman, and mm. I love the art, and I love just the, that character style, but something like, it goes supernatural right away. Yeah. And I'm like, is there something about mixing those type of characters with supernatural things, and I'm like, meh. Maybe, maybe, maybe I didn't give enough time. J.H. Williams is one of my favorite artists around. It's, like, it's I love his very work. pretty. And, uh, yeah, a couple of people said uh, Gail Simone's Batgirl, which I read a couple of that, I did like it, and then... Uh, someone saying Earth. Uh, several people saying Earth too. It's just, it's hard to get invested in. Like I, you know, I've complained already about the um, the the continuity that I miss so much of the DC books. But like, I feel it twice as much in Earth too because like the JSA characters were so connected to World War Two. They had like such a DC put a lot of work into rebuilding their their past after the infinite after Crisis on Infinite Earths. Mm. So. That one I feel the most like hesitant to go back into, but so I did order Batwoman and Wonder Woman, especially because like I do want to read 
some more female-led books. Like I think that's uh, one of the real things uh, that Marvel is lacking, other than a Captain Marvel book. I don't think they they, they kind of lack any books like where, where the female solo books. You know, they have a lot of strong women in the Marvel universe, like that are on teams. I, and, I, I struggle to think of any other. Well, I love Kate in Hawkeye. Yeah, she, yeah, she's great. She's awesome, and she's a member of the Young Avengers as well. But yeah. should I check that out? I've heard Young Avengers is very good. Like people on Tumblr <laughs> love it. Like every issue comes out, Young Tumblr Avengers? goes crazy. Mm-hmm. I read Young the Avengers, first yeah. one because I was a big fan of the original, like thirteen issue, whatever it was, like six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I read Avengers Cru- Young Children, Young mm-hmm. Avengers Children's Crusade was good. Yeah, but I read like the first two issues, I think, of the new one, and something didn't get me, and I don't. I don't remember what it was. I think I just forgot to keep. Well, it's basically it. a reboot, but I like that. Like uh, Marvel, Captain Marvel, or uh, Marvel Boy, that character mm-hmm. is on the team. Like Novar, or whatever his name is. Yeah, and uh, it's cool to see like Hulkling and Wiccan to, together in a book. So, and Kid Loki's pretty cool too. Something I've forgotten. So in the cosmic stuff, there's Quasar, who's Philavel, <laughs> Captain Marvel's so daughter. She's dead. No. Did she die somewhere in there? Yeah. When yeah. did she die? Um, at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. But then Quasar is also in, Anni- in Annihilators. And I know like these yeah. are a couple years ago. So like, if she was the new Quasar during all of Annihilation Conquest, mm-hmm. yet there's still Quasar, and I, there's only one set of quantum bands as far as I know. I can explain. Yes, please do. That. <laughs> I'm confused. Uh, so she definitely, I, I've, I've she read definitely all got of the this... quantum bands. At yes. the end of uh, Annihilation, she got the quantum bands. First yes. Annihilation. Yes. Then she was on the Guardians of the Galaxy with her girlfriend, Moon Dragon. Uh, Heather. And, uh, Thank you. So, uh, meanwhile, in the Nova books, the ghost of Quasar was helping him. Yes. And he was a bunch of... He was a cosmic ghost who basically sort of existed. Like Qui-Gon. Yeah. <laughs> and then Philavel died. Uh-huh. But then she made a deal with Death to be Death's avatar... On Earth, and she got, or in the universe, and she took on the name Martyr. She was given a cool death sword, but she lost the quantum bands. When did that happen? That was it. That was in the Guardians of the Galaxy, like twelve ish or wow, so. I don't remember that at all. So, and then she gave up the quantum bands, uh, which actually, when Nova lost his Nova powers for a little bit, Richard Ryder had the quantum bands for about two issues. That when he got back his Nova powers, he gave up the quantum bands to. Quasar's ghost, and so basically, he's just now a, a the quantum man's let him have corporeal form again, okay. but technically, he's because he got killed a, a, by a space nihilist, ghost right? a bit. Yeah, yeah. All right. His death still cool. counts, but he is Fair a enough. space ghost with quantum bands. Fair enough. It's very it's, so. See, so this is why it sounds stupid to be a comic book fan. Yeah, we have yeah, to complain yeah. uh, explain shit. So, uh, back to the question, though. Uh, which of those uh, suggestions do you think you're going to follow up on? Uh, I'm going to see how I like Batwoman and... Uh, the Flash? Man, I read The Flash. I, Francisco Manipal, Menupal or whatever, is a great artist, but I don't think he's a good writer. Like, he's an okay writer, but I I go with the writers more than the artists now. And, like, I, in general, DC is, like pissing off its artists by editors having these mandates that have been getting them to leave. Like, other than Scott, like, some on the level of Jeff Johns and Scott Snyder, they seem to be able to, they seem to have a lot more leeway with the editors than uh, than everyone else. Mm-hmm. But, uh, 
But yeah, that's why other people are leaving the company, like in, in droves, at least as writers. All right, so this week's question of the week. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have been telling me I need to watch the Flashpoint movie that just mm. came out. I've heard nothing but good stuff about it. Uh, but it made me think, you know, DC has been very good at, uh, you know, quickly making animated versions of, of some of its mm-hmm. biggest stories. Uh, so I'd be interested to see, uh, like, if Marvel could finally get their shit together on an animation front, mm-hmm. like what Marvel crossover would you like mm-hmm. to see animated on the level of Flashpoint or Doom? You know, you saw the I, Doom I watched one. Doom. It was good. Yeah, that was a really good one. Uh, so my the one I'm going to go with is uh, I think Secret Invasion. I was just going to say that. Paired. <laughs> sorry, I think Secret Invasion pared down to a ninety to that two hour long movie. Mm-hmm. You could just cut some of the fat of yeah. how it led up to that. Like, so just fat. the invasion. Yeah. Just the sight of the invasion of Skrulls and, like, all these superheroes getting to just kill Skrulls because apparently they, that, that doesn't count as murder to them or they're in, like, war. <laughs> it's well, just a cool... And, like, I mean, the, the Central big, Park fight looks awesome. Yeah, you know? I mean, the big thing with Secret Invasion, though, was this notion of, wow, we've been infiltrated for a really long time. Uh-huh. And you would need some of that reflected. Yeah, the that's fear, true. The fear mongering. Yeah, you need that fear because that's the point of that story is the, the enemy within yeah, thing. Yeah, that's like, true. Like we've seen a dozen, a dozen, countless aliens invade stories. So it's like, and if they just, I and if I would make a change to it, it would be that they kept implying like, oh man, somebody who's been close to you this whole time has been a scroll. And I feel like they, they didn't do enough people who were revealed to be scrolls. Like, there was Spider-Woman and a mm. couple others. But, like, if they could have revealed, like, no, Iron Man was a scroll. Yeah, like, well, that was like they were leaving. They were really heavily leaning on it. Yeah, yeah. I would have liked a little more impact of yeah. people who were the scrolls. So that's my pick. Wait, you too. I actually, I mean, it's the stupidest safe. I mean, my knee-jerk reaction to this, it's the obvious one. Infinity. Uh, Infinity Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Um, which I only also is on the top of my mind because I just reread it yesterday. Oh. I read it like once every few years. Um, and it's very one, readable. Even, one, it is even so the dated good. parts feel like, nah, this is still tough. I don't even, like, I've been reading so much old Marvel lately, like, nothing of it feels dated as far yeah. as, like, 90s. It just feels like, no, this is how comic books used to read mm-hmm. until <laughs> probably, like, Ultimate Marvel took over. And yeah. that kind of set this different tone. So everything after 2001 starts to read like comics today. Even 99, 2000 starts to get a little bit. Mm-hmm. Basically everything 96 to 2000 is pretty bad. I, I think there's... I, how many like unmissable stories from those four years can you name? Well, that was a very... Like, that was a bankruptcy time for Marvel. For Marvel, it was yeah. a dark time Yeah, for but even for DC, I'm like... That was also Batman and Robin had come out. And like... Oh, yeah. it just I mean, that's a movie. It's not really entirely connected. But it was just this four-year Mar- period. DC was figuring itself out. Yeah, too. everyone was like, okay, let's figure this out. Because foil covers ain't going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Infinity Gauntlet is that thing that every... You know, I, I still hold out hope that's what Avengers 3 will become is mm. they are giving themselves a buffer of like another four to five years to get all these rights. But if it was a cartoon, they it's don't a cartoon, need the you don't have to worry about be everybody. Yeah. I have a feeling that's not the case. I think it's easier. Which makes me want to say some bullshit like Civil War or, or something like that, only because it's on a grand scale. Civil War would be cool too. That can't be recreated mm. in the theaters with human beings. Yeah, yeah. But that's why Infinity Gauntlet works, because it's like, that's too expensive. Like... It's way Thanos, too like yeah. even if you try to follow the comics, it's like even when they fight Thanos, he cuts himself off from all the crazy stuff, but he still gives himself. I still have every power I can think of, mm. and so it's like 
I create portals and create hairy things on you, and now I turn you into glass and you into cubes, and then I grow 500 feet tall, and then I burn you alive, and then it's like, ah, you can just see like some some financing dude just like, no, he can't have every power. Yeah. Pick pick seven. The he can point, have seven powers. I think the point of this is that like all of this seems so impossible with the way the current universe is set up. That if some hotshot lawyer comes in and wrestles away X Men and Spider Men yeah. from other companies, that like will all of a sudden just get that. Yeah, that's my. That hope will is, be that will be Disney Marvel's. Yeah, is that Avengers three is like because Avengers two is still two years away. Mm-hmm. That means uh, Avengers three is another twenty seventeen probably. I really yeah. want to know. I, and the thing is, I'll be at D twenty three this weekend. Uh, they'll probably have some Avengers. Yeah, talk, I assure but... you, they'll like something will premiere there that didn't come at Comic-Con mm-hmm. and won't come until New York Comic-Con. I'm and still just baffled they haven't done it. Like, that Marvel's made, like, Planet Hulk and... Which is uh, pretty good. terrible. I thought it was pretty good. The, the animated version? Yeah. Dude, I hated it. Wait, what am I... Yeah, I watched Planet Hulk. No, I, I think their animation division is totally They need to step it out. Well, it's, now Disney could just animate seriously, it Seriously. Like, but they, they got the Marvel Pixar movie coming out. Yeah, um, though it's not, like, it's such a side, side, is. side thing. But, it is. Uh, but baby steps. But okay, so that's our picks for crossover, Marvel crossover you'd like to see animated. What are yours? Tell us in the forums on lasertimepodcast.com. There's that forum button on the left Wait. side. Uh, DC versus Marvel, Who Framed Roger Rabbit style. Yeah, it's, that's dreaming really big. <laughs> it happened in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, the Marvel and DC now are both such massive. Talk about that in an upcoming things. podcast. No. Can you believe it? Laser Time talks about Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> I can't. It sounds so crazy. And animation. Uh, all right, so somebody else pick it up. This is a shorter episode <laughs> just because it's uh, it's getting late, guys. But the, I hope you've enjoyed it. Any plugs? Laser Time, baby. LaserTimePodcast.com. Do you think? Fiji Empire Game Music Podcast? We just recorded an, uh, an upcoming episode. Yeah, it'll be uh, in August. So it took a bit of a break, but now we'll be back with a new one. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's something people enjoy. are always happy to hear about, and I'm always glad to know that uh, people are enjoying the shows. Uh, it's, it's coming back. Yeah, and so just stay tuned for more Cape Crisis. Maybe next week we'll talk about uh, your D23 adventure. Uh, and until next time, Excelsior! Excelsior!